All right, so guys, l- l- listen up. So I'm I'm at a funeral, and I'm going. It's at my old church that I grew up in in, in Issaquah. Right now, before this oh. is this is not too long ago. And I, for whatever reason, went on the website of the church just to make sure it was in the same spot because I haven't been there in a long time. And on the website, it said that they take a stance against gay people. And so I'm at the funeral, and I'm talking with some people I know, and and I mention this, and I say, oh, it sort of sucks that, that you know, this church that I used to go to as a kid is now against gay people. And then another person across from me says, well, if gay people didn't dress the way that they do, <laughs> maybe society wouldn't be so against them. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. I I I lost my temper finger pointing (laughs) i didn't do any finger pointing but i I was i i said i said no one they don't dress like anything and two if they did that is their right can you say no again like you did no so it was literally like that it was like it was like a oh it was a judgmental frustrated critical no what just like rolling my eyes like when they say that they're talking about the parades right that's what they're talking about uh that and because that's the only time that one person sees the gay people yeah no i'm serious like <laughs> yeah. like uh, it's, like it's I not only it's... gay pride but it's also just their stereotype of of gay people and the, po- the point is is one they don't dress like anything and two if they did they have a right to dress however quote unquote they whatever whoever they are want to dress but but here's my point I reacted badly. I lost my temper. It did not go well. Everyone in our little talking circle was not comfortable. It was at a funeral. Why am I such an ass in a situation like that? I I'm so I'm so reactive to bigotry that I can't I can't I don't have the I don't have the language or the self-control or something and I I want to ask you guys what I should be saying in those situations because I feel like whenever I run into those situations, I either say nothing because I because I'm too uncomfortable, or something just flies out of my mouth and then later on I say, That didn't go well. I think I have a good answer for this one. Okay. But before we get into it, let me introduce the show. This is the podcast called Psychology in Seattle. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a licensed therapist and a professor. My name is Omid Mozafarian and I'm scared of Kirk. Mm-hmm. My name is Paulette Perhatch. I'm a writer and layperson. <laughs> Mi nombre es Humberto Castañeda. You killed my father. Prepare to I am die. A, I'm a night watchman at a church. So, Paulette, tell me, what should I do in situations like this? All right, so I've thought a lot about this. You know, you wonder how, how does culture spread and how do you affect someone? And one time when I was about 15, 14 or 15, I called someone Oriental. And my friend just, and this is just, town in Florida, you know, where I didn't know, you know, and my friend just really politely said, carpets are Oriental, people are Asian. Just without, he could have easily been like, oh my God, like you're being so racist, you know, like yelled at me and he just educated me. And I think that racism is a kind of ignorance. And, you know, it's really hard because people say like, it's not my job to educate you, which like you're, you know, I want to be like, yeah, you're right. You know, like, I wish the situation were not so messed up that people didn't need education, but we do. And I, through my life, throughout my life, as a white person who grew up in Florida, you know, it's like, um, 
I have stories where people started telling, you know, telling a story at a party and saying things about like, and we're this and we're that and just being like, oh God, what do I do? What do I do? You know, it's like, there could be racism. Well, what should I have said to this person who said, well, if they didn't dress mm-hmm. like that, maybe society wouldn't be against them. What should I have said? Um, you know, maybe you should have said, um, I think what you said was pretty good, but just that, a, you know, just be like, well, I think that everyone should be allowed, should be safe dressing the way that they want to dress. I think in that situation, you just shouldn't have said anything because one, first of all, to your point, when you said, oh, Oriental, whatever, Mm -hmm. you weren't like, oh, I hate Oriental But if my friend hadn't said anything, I might have kept saying that until someone bitched me out, rightly so, in a way, you know, but it's like you need people to just kindly let you know, like, I thought But yours wasn't bigotry. Like, you you weren't saying it as a – you were saying it based on – not knowing she was saying it based on why they don't like them but so i think that's you a said, kind of ignorance I don't as like, well she oh, obviously yeah. doesn't have any gay friends right she saw a gay well, pride parade gay and said this is people. how gay people dress but you if know? she goes to a church that is against gay people and it's against god's will it's past their dress code right it's not like well if they wore bow yeah. ties that didn't have sparkles on them the church would accept them and so would god and no I think that god she's regardless that, like, why, do you, why shouldn't i say something i mean something's well, so, gotta be said so i think i agree something needs to be said but you're at a funeral right so oh. so so in, I shouldn't have said anything because you're, you're probably right. Right. So I just mean in that in that situation. It's not a finger pointy context. And in that situation, and did you know the person who said that? Oh, yes. Okay. So you knew that person. Oh, yes. Okay. So then maybe it made more sense that if you actually knew that person that you didn't say anything and then you took him off on the side and you said, I know you and I need to say this, that the statement you just made was probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Now, in a different, <laughs> in, a, in a different way, in a different way, in a different way, I'm just exaggerating right now. But in the sense that at that point in that he time, was doing so your, well. your reaction, was so diplomatic, she's your reaction wouldn't have saved her regardless of what you said. She's essentially saying that they would be fine if they hid who they were. Yeah. And so I think it's saying like, well, they should be to be who they are because I think that, well, I mean, it's just the fact that being a gay person is a kind of um, minority that you can hide. You can choose to be yourself or not. Whereas black people can't choose to not be black anymore, you know? So, I think she's saying like, well, if they just kept it on the hush hush, they'd be okay. And that's not okay. They should be allowed to be who they are. So I like it. Take take him aside, take her aside and say, hey, by the way, and just have a have yeah. a quiet, instead of Listen, just spouting off in the moment. You're the dumbest person I know. But somehow, <laughs> that, that, I think that's better. But another, but a con to that. If you cared. Oh, I care. No, no. So, so there's caring and caring. Like I care if you say something that... I think needs to be corrected. I would correct you and, and then I would have a normal conversation. If a random person on the street said something, I would get, I would be in, like, I would be angry. Like, I can't even come up with the word of how angry I would be. But to, f- but this wasn't a random person. No, exactly. So if you cared, then, then your reaction needed to be a one on one conversation. Well, but the con to that is the people that heard what he or she said. If I say nothing in that mini crowd, I'm in, in implicitly. This, I, I'm implicitly saying it was okay to say such a horrible yeah. thing. I what have a those, different what perspective. What did those people say? The other people within your talking group? Well, I didn't give them a chance because I was spouting off yeah. so fast. But I, my guess is, is they wouldn't have said anything. Right. Yeah. I have a different perspective. I I'm more on 
the side of saying something. Now, you have to gauge the fact that it is what a What would you have said? I, I, what I wouldn't have done is gotten conflictive, but I would have said if, um, if I had my wits about me in the moment, what I would have said was something like, actually, that's like a misconception. You know, that, that's – I'm not sure what, – what, 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 like I would have even asked maybe the question like, what, why do you think that? You know, and see what what they say because I like that. It's better because then it is a conversation, and the other ones are aware that you're not just like yup, yup. But instead, it's like, oh, really? I'm challenging. But rather than like a scene, right? You know. Okay, I have another situation that I ran into. This all happened within like the same week, and so I, I at the end of the week, I was just like <laughs> saucy, pointy finger. <laughs> I was I was like, well, the thing is, is these sorts of things happen a lot, and I get really pointy fingery. And is that then, what PhD stands? And then pointy I started finger. talking with some people about it and they said you should do a podcast about it <laughs> probably because they wanted me to shut up you know and telling them about it but anyway so another situation i'm talking to a student and it's a woman and she is talking to me and she's saying um what was she saying she she is a part of the class assignment is she needs to practice her counseling skills okay so she's working with another student and this, it's a female student, or it's a male student that she's working with, and the male student is the client, and she's supposed to practice her counseling skills with this fake client. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. Okay. So I asked her, well, how'd it go? And she said, well, it didn't go very well because he didn't really talk about anything. It just was really surface, and it, 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 I just feel like it was very frustrating. I said, oh, that's too bad. She says, yeah, I wish I had a woman because women are better about talking about their feelings. Mm. And... I reacted badly, I have to say. What did you do? I said... You fucked No, you went... No! I said, rugs are oriental and people are Asian. I said, oh, you're going to have to get rid of that stereotype real fast. That's what I well, said. Well, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Uh, <laughs> that's bad. It's bad because I'm a professor and she's a student, and therefore I have power and I should not just be like blasting someone and but it, it just it irked me as a as a male to hear someone that's a therapist training to be a therapist that I'm actually friends with say that women are better at talking about their feelings wait was this in a public forum no it was just it was, okay. we were no and one say it in the in the tone you said it I said, oh, you're going to have to get rid of that stereotype because that's not going to help you as a therapist. But I don't, I don't see the that's problem. That's not bad. Is Isn't it? that oh. the basis of like men are from Mars, women are from Venus? Yeah, which is complete can't... BS, by the way. I yeah, because we could be in Venus too. Well, and we, we'll go into that because I want to talk about bell, bell curves and statistics in a <laughs> okay. second. But the point is, is men don't wear clips in their hair in general. <laughs> Berto has a clip in his hair. <laughs> he must be from Venus. Anyway, the point is, is if that... If he didn't dress that way, I would like him more. Yeah. <laughs> the point is, is that in other situations with, with people and students in particular that I hold to a high standard, I will react this way. And I, I've, I frequently walk away from teaching interactions, not frequently, but maybe once a quarter, once every other quarter, where I regret what I said because I jumped down the student's throat where it, as it could have been a learning opportunity instead of a, instead of a moment where I'm basically blasting a student for saying something that I think they shouldn't have said. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I've been, I had a situation. It was, it was within the same week. Someone was going on a trip. I was, we were out in the country and they're like, I'm going into town to Walmart. Does anyone want anything? And this woman was like, no, like I don't, I don't give Walmart my money. 
it was the only place to get anything for two weeks. And she's like, I don't need anything that badly that I would support them. And I was like, whoa. And then in that same week, we were talking about Starbucks. And I grew up in the suburbs. I went to Starbucks with my mom. I drink Starbucks sometimes. Now that I live really close to Victrola, I go to Victrola. But like sometimes I need a Frappuccino when I'm hungover. So I just – I didn't want to be a liar. So I just say like, well, I, you know, I go to Starbucks sometimes. It was like a hippie freaking hit mob on me and everyone just started yelling at me and I was just like, F off. Like really I felt – I felt so angry about it. Some people might not know the hippie lines about Starbucks. Just, I mean, and fair enough. Like, if you want to have a conversation about it, like, you're probably right. You know, in theory, I definitely want to be supporting small businesses. It's just the habit that I got into, right? And when I went home... So someone said, you go to Starbucks? That's terrible. Don't you realize you're supporting the man? No, they were just name-calling me and... Name-calling? Yeah, it was very weird. What was the name? Yeah, what name? Oriental? And once I went home... When I went home, I looked up Walmart because that it made me curious. And all that dim- all that woman did was live her own morals. And she didn't once say, you shouldn't be going to Walmart too. But I looked it up on my own because it piqued my interest. And I was like, oh, yeah, I really don't want to be giving my money to Starbucks. This was like on to my Starbucks journey from like mainstream suburban person to like total Starbucks Seattle or Walmart. Hippie. Um, Walmart. I stopped yeah. going to Walmart. Yeah. I mean, in Seattle, we have Costco, and it's like they treat their people awesome, and they're totally successful as well. So it's good to see that here. I just had a similar but opposite situation at extended relatives that I was at. Um, they say I'm sitting there like near the kitchen or whatever, and I hear the following. Uh, oh yeah, I'm I'm completely done with Starbucks. And is it because they're ruining the small mom and pop operations? No, it's because the Starbucks CEO recently said that if you are bigoted, he does not want your business. <laughs> and so then I hear this and I'm like, wait, if do? you're bigoting, if you're bigoted, like if you are, if you're against gays, oh, right. And I'm sitting there. Oh, what am I going to do? Because see, the thing is, I'm still in the closet you with should... my family that I am. So I'm... what should you say? So like that you're wait. Hold yeah, on. Wait, the yeah, 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 I'm still in the off. closet that I'm an atheist. Uh, and so if I. And you're in the closet that you're progressive and liberal. Not progressive. Uh. No, I definitely, I definitely challenge them about Obama and about a whole bunch of uh. other things because they believe Obama is the Antichrist. So, so again, the thesis of this episode is what to say yeah. when someone so presents something you that needed is your a, inner Kirk to and, come and out. And it got worse because here, here's the situation. The, the reason I, I felt like I couldn't say anything about that specific comment is because I would have to admit that I don't have any problem with the so-called the gays, right? I would have to admit that I disagree with the religious aspect here. And for me to admit that, I would have to get into the religious conversation. And so I cowered. I, I have to admit, I cowered behind what, uh, what would moment. have happened if you got into that conversation well i would have had to start challenging that no there isn't anything wrong with being gay and then you, that would have and god is okay what do you mean with god it? is what i mean god? i would have had to pretend to be religious but but not believe that part yeah. of it i think you can and make I it personal didn't. and specific you can say well you know i have some really good friends who happen to be gay and i don't think that there's anything wrong with them and i don't think that there's anything wrong with the way they're living so for me I don't have a problem with it. You know, and then you haven't told anyone else how to live. You've just given them your personal experience. And well, they probably it's so interesting how people can know like can yes, just totally I, I like have one angle. specific person they're just like, Oh, I'm fine with this person, but gays in general. Right. You know, it's like, oh Gary yeah. down in the mailroom's the, great. Yeah, but so gays my, so my so my story is I when I was uh my first ever boss was gay. And 
I'm going to say this in probably the worst way possible. He wasn't your stereotypical gay. But what I mean by that is, and, and we're talking. He didn't dress like them. Yeah, he didn't dress <laughs> like them. What I mean is, is like you're in the mid, uh, we're talking mid 90s, right? So, so, you know, you today you might have looked at him and said, oh, he's gay. But back then you didn't look at him and say he was gay. He was just a, and I hate saying words like normal guy walking around with a normal attitude, blah, blah, blah. And so because he didn't test my father's uh, insecurities because he shook his hands firm and he was, you know, of a certain characteristic, my dad was okay with him. But in general, even though he knew he was gay, even though he knew he was gay. But to, to, to Paulette's point, it was like, he's good, but the rest of them are bad. And so I had this situation where I had my 80-something-year-old grandfather and my dad. And he, my grandfather was talking about how I can't believe they choose to be gay. And this is, again, I mean, I'm like 12, right? Not the job part because I, I, I was like 14. But I was like 12 when we are in this living room. And my grandfather's 80-something. I mean, he's past now. But imagine, 190-whatever. And, and he says this and I start arguing with him. Right. And so we get into this argument and and my dad gets into the argument and then my dad does the dad thing, which is like no more talking from you. Like you're not allowed your opinion now. This is fact. Go away kind of thing, because it because it was getting to a point where I think my grandfather was getting overly agitated. Yeah. And so I walked away. And when I reflect back on it, nothing I would have said to my grandfather would have made him change his mind. Nothing. I could have brought out facts. I could have brought out, uh, you know, someone he's sat next to for hours and then found out he's gay after. Like nothing I would have said would have made him change his mind. But my dad has changed his mind because my dad grew up in a different world and then came here and started seeing things. And because he's not overly religious, because he's not overly one-sided and because he allows it to happen, he went from a person who used to think if a woman had a tattoo, she was a prostitute to now being okay with tattoos. Like these were, these were ingrained in his, in his right. mentality growing up is women aren't allowed tattoos if, um, if, unless they're prostitutes. Men who get tattoos are uh, killers and murderers. And so if I ever wanted a tattoo – it was like the end of the world. Again, it's probably a kind of ignorance because at that point he hadn't seen a woman with a tattoo and who with whom he interacted and said, "Oh wow, she's normal." And been like, "Yeah, you're." So I think that's one of the reasons that people who have stereotypes when they interact with one person, they're like, "Oh, you're different." And it's like, no, your stereotype is wrong. Right. You know, like you have yeah. to work it yeah. backwards like that. Let's talk about another situation. So this was in the same week, and I'm at a meeting at at the university. And a colleague of mine, a woman, and by I was the only man in the in the meeting, and I think they didn't realize I was there. <laughs> and and one of the women said uh, they were talking about leaders and switching of leaders and different leadership positions. And she, and this woman said, "Oh well, it's evidence based that women are better leaders than men because they listen better and they have more oxytocin." And I heard that, and again. Now, in this situation, no finger pointing. I didn't say a word because... Oh, I thought you turned into green... Green, green. Kirk. <laughs> no! Men have no anger! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said nothing because I felt like there was no way to win. I, I felt like there was nothing I could say. I felt like if I defended men in general, and plus I didn't have any data like right at the fore of my brain to, to like 
you know, refute this quote unquote evidence based statement. I, I, all I knew is I just wanted to say one, are all women better than all men leaders? And are all women, do all women have more oxytocin? And does that mean that women are better at leader leading? And can some men be good at leading also? I mean, it, it, it just, irked me. So what should I have said in that situation? Fuck you, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I listen. What? (laughs) I think I would have said, like, I'd love to talk more about that later. This is a situation in which the good old rule, seek first to understand, then be understood. Because you ask people, you draw it out. Like, that's okay, what fascinating. Made you think that what, would, you what, 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 so tell me again. What was that again? So there's, I'm a, a seven habits nerd. And one of the rules is, uh, or habits is seek first to understand, then be understood. And it's, that is just so powerful. And it's like the opposite of what the media does today, you know, but it's like, you just ask people like, well, what do you mean by that? Oh, what's the study? Where, you know, like, where did you hear that? And you just say, seems to me, a little overgeneralized. So I'd like to learn more about that. And then you kind of go together toward like, what's really the truth here? You know, I like it. So, so, Oh, what was that? Men, women have more oxytocin and it's what study was that, 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 that you're talking about. I'm interested in that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, but, I, I, I'll, but honestly, it's hard to imagine me saying those things because I'm so upset. Do you know? Mm. Like, you can just say like, wait, that, you know, that just doesn't feel right to me. So I'd like to learn more about your research. Huh. Or, and I like to have a stock phrase because someone just right. said something ra- so racist. I stock phrases. Yeah. Someone just said something so racist and they said it twice. He was explaining where he lived in Hawaii and he was like, yeah, right where the... And then just like slur for Japanese people flew over. And I was just like, ah. And he's just like leaning into my cubicle at Wait, work. Wait, which, which slur? He just said Japs. Oh, yeah. Some people don't know that's a slur. Oh, I was going to say, that, isn't that just short for Japanese? No, I'm, nah. just I'm just kidding. Some people don't know that's a slur. Yeah. Here's my here's my stock phrase that I came up with after that situation. Because I'm like, it, get it. so I'm like, I think I want to be like, I know you don't mean that anything by that, but I don't think people say that anymore. Or I think people are offended by that word now or something. Although people get offended by it seems like, well, you know, sensitive people out there. It's like, stop saying that. Or just or maybe like some some people some people are hurt by that word. Oh, that's a that's a really good one. There was this guy Stetson Kennedy who infiltrated the KKK and um did a lot of really cool things. And one of his ideas, which is very like forties was a frown campaign when someone's being racist to frown at them. But I think that causing someone discomfort and just letting someone know in a small way, like what you're doing right now, I don't approve of. You're not, you're alienating yourself from me by being this way is a very powerful thing. How do you respond to that? And, and in some cases, do you respond to that? But, and I know we have friends. This wasn't that case. I had a debate with a friend, and the points she was making were all mostly that, like, to me, they were sounding like women can't do wrong, men do wrong, and in all cases. Like, that's how it was sounding to me. And so it got – the debate broke down, and eventually she stormed out. And and But we were – like so I kind of, like, like, walked out. I'm like – Okay, hold on. Like, and we we were able to calm down. And the only way we were able to like tie it back together was basically like finding the points of agreement first. 
like just what what do we agree with and then like letting letting the other stuff kind of like lie away for a while because like we, we will immediately disagree on, on like oh the research did you do this because i don't have all the facts in front of you anyone can quote a study so like the oxytocin thing pointless to get into that debate right well i think <laughs> i i think i have as you guys are talking and giving me ideas i think i have what i might have said because if i said something like oh let me see that research that comes across as hostile it does know? like yeah I mean, so so I, I think i would say like I think I would because I'm a feminist and I absolutely agree that there are certain things we can say about men and their privilege that leads to bad things. And so I think I could have said something like, absolutely, I agree. Men with that don't recognize their privilege and aren't self-aware can wield their privilege in, in very destructive ways that, that women don't have the opportunity to, to do or something. Yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. worrying that right. But something like that. And I would love to see that research. Could you, could you email that to me? You know, it's sort of like a another layer there of like I'd like to critically look at what you're referring to. Could, could you also though insert the because that is the points of agreement, which this is what I was getting at. It's like, well, okay, you start from agreement, and then you like say, oh, and can I see the, the research? Which right. I think disarms the situation. And at what point? And now this is the question: At what point do you then say, and I, I know some great male leaders, <laughs> like, right? You know, so, or but question right, is, yeah, so what if she was not she, and she was he, and he said that, and you were she, and you responded, or vice versa? You were in her shoes, and you said men are stronger leaders due to the fact that they take emotion out of situations, and therefore blah blah blah. As a strict feminist and social constructionist, and relativist, I would probably react similarly. Because here's another point that I want to make, is that I'm guilty of this. On the podcast, I will I will give research, you know, I'll go tougher bluff. Men are blank, women are blank. I do this all the time. And I, I kind of want to stop doing this. Be, and we do it in society all the time. There'll be news reports. News report says that men are blank, or rich people are blank, or white people are blank, or Republicans are blank. And one of the things that I just want to point out to everyone, I'm sure you guys know this, is that everything is on a bell curve. So, so let me, so let me ask you some, let me give you some statements and let's analyze them because I think that I need different language when I talk about this stuff on the podcast and in life. So let me, let me, let me give a, a statement to you. Men are taller than women. What do you think about that statement? The average of that bell curve is higher than the average of the woman's bell curve. Right. Meaning that you see two bell curves of heights and the bell curve for men is shifted to the right slightly but this also means that plenty of women are taller than plenty of men that's right but more men are taller than more women yeah but there and there are many women and men that are the exact same height yes okay so another statement so when we so that the statement men are taller than women doesn't really make any sense right Unless not, you mean it in that way. In because that not all men, but that's the way people kind of mean it, but it gets misinterpreted, I think, as, because everyone knows that not all men are taller than women. But another statement. Every man w- I know is taller than every woman I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another statement, you know, like the statement, women are better leaders than men. Right. So what do we think about that statement? Uh, so there could be a bell curve, and meaning, there's obviously a bell curve. It could be that the female bell curve's midpoint is to the right of the male. I haven't seen the research, but it could be. Right. Yeah, but you also have a lot more male leaders just based on societal. Uh, but you're way. right. Yeah. So you can say out of 
a hundred women who are leaders, seventy five percent of them are good, but out of a million male leaders, you know, the bell curve goes lower. So you can't necessarily say men are better or women are better because your 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 frame of reference is just way too skewed. Uh, right. But so what's, what's, a, that? what's like, another what's another factor that we need to consider? For that same question? Yeah. Women well, are better women, leaders. Women. Well, I think that leadership is a is a kind of creative. I don't want to say like an art form, but I mean it can be done effectively in a lot of different ways. And male def- males define what a leader means. So the definition's already like skewed. Well, so well, how do we define leadership? Here's how do, my, how, how here's do we my defi- definition of leadership. If everyone acted the way you act everyone would be better off. The point is, is that there are many definitions of leadership and there are many definitions of what is a good leader. Right. Yeah. That's another factor. So when we say women are better leaders than men, not only are we talking about more bell curves that are potentially just slightly off from the other one, but we don't even know what we mean by good leadership. Because at least with tall, we have a objective way to measure that. (laughs) Exactly. So let me give you, let me give you another statement. Girls like pink, boys like blue. What do you think of that statement? That's stupid. True, but don't tough, all, don't tough. all boys don't all boys like blue and don't girls like no. pink? tough yeah because we make them like blue yeah yeah because I my know. son whenever he wears he's nine months old ten months old now whenever he wears anything of a girl type color because he doesn't you know because he's an infant everyone's like oh little girl or a little boy because he's instantly not in a, a typical boy outfit. So then as soon as you know you get into that, it's like, oh, pink. Girls like pink. Boys right. like blue. Right. You know, it's interesting. I have a friend who's pregnant right now. And she was just telling me how she got this blue blanket with all these airplane, like paper airplanes on it. She wants that to be the theme of her baby's room. And people are like, oh, is it a boy? And I think her mom was buying it for her. And she said like, oh, they don't know yet. And they're like, oh, well, you can return it if it's a girl. And she's just like... No, like what year are you from? You know, so people get obsessive about it. So back to how to answer these kind of questions. So we have a family member. I'm not going to say what side of the family, but uh, he's got sons. And one of his sons is a little bit more fashion forward, likes tighter pants. The kid's like eight years old, likes tighter pants, likes purple. And his mom encourages it. So whenever they go out, she goes, what pants do you like? And he picks the tight purple ones. And then she comes home and he doesn't like it. And he says, I don't want him wearing those. The dad. The dad. And the dad and I are friends and and we're of the same age. But I know his mind is in a different place. He's grown up with a different mentality and isn't as open-minded as, let's say, I am. So how do I battle that? I said to him, I go, what are your concerns with, with the fact that he's wearing purple tight, purple pants? He's like, it's not, I'm not concerned. It's just that they encourage it. And I said, well, why do you think they encourage it? He's like, well, because it's to get under my skin. And I go, don't you think they encourage it because he actually likes it? It sounds like they encourage the kid to pick the pants he wants, right. not the purple pants. Right. So I said to him, I go, listen, dude, and, and I'll just say this as a person who grew up with, with a dad who wouldn't let me wear certain things and wouldn't let me cut my hair a certain way, is as soon as I was able to do anything, I did all the other bad things because I wasn't allowed that personal expression when I was really, really young. And I told him, I said, I said, man. Maybe you want to let him express himself now so that he doesn't hold back later. Really, what I was saying is stop being a homophobe. Your son might be gay and it's okay. Well, right? Yeah. But yeah, we don't necessarily have to take it that far. No, but, but, that, but, 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 but really... But, but I really like his... what you're saying. I really like what you're saying. It's just like, you know, what are you concerned about? What's, what's the worry there? Right. The Reddit CEO, have you guys heard this? Mm-mm. So we, we all know what Reddit is? 
Reddit's like a news whatever. So the intern CEO, CEO Ellen Peo, has eliminated um, uh, negotiation, salary negotiations. And the reason why she's, in nego- she's done it is because women are far more likely to be lied to in negotiations than men. And women are far more likely not to negotiate as well as men. So therefore, it causes a gap in in wages. And for her way to decrease that gap, uh, she's done away with negotiations. That's a good idea. It's like the car dealerships that are just like, we're just going to put the price in the car. Okay. You know? But so, and I, and so, okay. But why is that built? So I looked at it. Yeah. So I looked at it two ways. So I looked at it first. I said, cool, no negotiations. But then I looked at it a different way. And again, and I went, went this way. I said, what if a guy CEO was to say, you know, I'm encouraging, you know, it, the, the point is, is that right now the hot topic is women are, are paid far less than men. Just like where well, you have to hire certain minorities. Oh, affirmative action. Affirmative action, right? And so so my thing is, is yes, women in general are probably in the large scheme of things paid less than men. But is is making something that is normal, which is negotiating your salary, a, a non-factor going to help that? Or wouldn't you just offer more if you thought the person was qualified? Well, I'd say that woman normal. Woman or man? Normal is just... We made this up and we mostly do it now. And that can always be just the second we say like, it's not that good of an idea. I mean, slavery was very normal in America at one point. And I think that if it's not working, you know, there's so many psychological factors that women have that keep them from negotiating. And I had the experience of watching men interview for a job and then watching a woman interview for a job and i was like oh my god i was like i'm never interviewing like that again just like how much are you giggling just like oh i don't know da, da, da. Oh, and the men come in there That's like me and I- women we don't know this the men are just like i'm worth two hundred thousand. i can do this this and this well let me let me Boom. pause you on the spirit of what we're talking about the bell curve of men is more in the direction of what you're talking about and the bell curve of women is more in the direction of what you're talking about I, I want to start using that language, even though it's really okay. cumbersome, because that statement that women are all like what you're experiencing. I will say that I saw this one all... specific woman and I saw myself in it. Right. So definitely, you know, and it stands to reason based on what we know about women and the way they're oppressed and the socialization of mm-hmm. of not being arrogant. As I didn't as know men. how men were interviewed, how these particular men, I saw so much masculinity and confidence and negotiation in this strong way that's just like, I know who I am and this is what I'm worth. I think that a lot of women are taught that you, you work for other people, you, right. you know, you're not that aggressive. It's just the kind and of you aggressiveness. And, you, and women are taught not to value themselves as much as men. And what that does is it creates bell curves that are slightly off. Yeah. There are plenty of women that are, you know, very good at advocating for themselves and negotiating. Yeah, and negotiating. So I want to start having that kind of language because I, I was just listening to a past podcast that we did and I realized that I, I was doing this all the time. I was like, well, men are this and women are that and black people are this and white. And I just find that when I'm on the bad end of the statements like that, like women are better leaders because they have more oxytocin, it hurts my feelings. Whereas if she said something like, the bell curve of women's leadership is a little bit more effective, according to this one study, possibly because they have more oxytocin and therefore have more empathy, uh, you know, in general, on average, slightly more than men. 
that wouldn't have hurt my feelings because I could have got on board with something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's hard to know how many asterisks you should but, verbally add on to a statement. You know, even though it's, it is important. Be- I understand because, it's because it hurts people's feelings. You know, but to, then passing that law doesn't that kind of do the same thing? It's not a law. It's not, it's a CEO, well, no, it's a CEO. But passing that rule in your company, based on that, like no, how what, about, what how I'll, about, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll comment on that? But we have to yeah. go back okay. to the original Sorry, topic. But but the the issue is, in all likelihood, I don't know. But the Reddit person probably tried to initiate other kinds of training, like hey. Women, start negotiating better. Hey, HR people, stop discriminating against men and women. Hey, we need to stop this. And nothing changed. She was still finding a discrepancy between men and women. And then she said, you know what? Let's just do away with with negotiation and just base salary on where you are in the company. Which is fine. But saying because men are better, I think that's where you get that same bell curve, in in my opinion. That's not what she's... I don't know if that's what she's saying. That's what she's saying. Well, what I would say... Because men are better than women at negotiating. Say it's because men are better at negotiating. I would say it's also the person who is in power yeah. who is also granting you how much money. Sure. We all have sexism in us. And so you're going to value, in general, on a bell curve for both men and women, you're going to value women a little less. And she said that women are being lied to in the interview process. So, Well, in all likelihood, bell curve wise, women are going to be lied to slightly more yeah. often mm-hmm. than men. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do yeah. know what you're saying, but I'm annoyed that we can't just <laughs> short circuit the the caveats and be okay with it. Even though I totally agree with you with the feeling, like I like, like because have clearly it's not practical. Yes, that's a, like if we said women are bell curve uh, more blah 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 than men. WBC, <laughs> well, because, WBC. because it, there's other words that are that are shorter. Like generally speaking. Men yeah. are taller than women, yeah. but that doesn't still doesn't encapsulate the statistical reality that it's a bell curve. Yeah. You know, generally speaking, men are taller than women. Generally speaking, women are better at leading than men are. It still dichotomizes the situation. The reality is, it's a bell curve on both sides, and one is slightly different than slightly different than the other. Some of these studies where they where they say women are blank and men are blank, we're talking about a percentage point difference. But because it's significant, you know, statistically significant, they can say men are this and women are that. But okay, but, but, but they're almost yeah. identical right. in terms of now, statistics. Now, could it work against us? Like, let's say that we said, uh, let's say we use these caveats or whatever to say uh, it, throughout history, uh, there's a slight... Uh, it appears to be slightly that men might have made more scientific discoveries than women. And, you know, then we leave it out of the cabinet. But that's not true. But why is it not true? Well, that particular statement's good. It's a good example. We could say that we could say, okay, we define scientific discoveries as publishable something or others. I mean, what I'm trying to get at is throughout and, and, most of history, and women... 99% of scientific discoveries have been by men. Right. And why? And then you say because of sexism. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, and so, and and so, and that's fine. But so the statement would be like, I, I mean, I'm only playing devil's advocate. Like, cause in the end, I kind of, I tend to agree. Like we make these definitive statements and even though we don't mean them definitively or sometimes we do, they sound definitive. Right. Let me, let me give you another statement. People, Americans are fat. People say this all the time, right? Americans are fat. Right. Americans say this. True. Americans are fat. Canadians say Americans are fat. fat. Since I got here and became an American, I became fat. (laughs) Americans are fat. But you're a Canadian, so. Well, yeah, but I just felt pressured to get fat. Yeah, I gotta get fat. (laughs) Asians are smart, though. Yeah, but statistically, what's a more accurate sentence to say other than Americans are fat? The majority of Americans are fat. Well, a larger percentage of Americans. On the bell curve of the huge American ass. Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) 
<laughs> are other people in other countries fat? Yeah. Yes. Per- Percentage-wise, the bell curve is... <laughs> Uh, AKA but, but you know what I mean? He people just say, can't say the statement that say, you said, so he's annoyed because he can't talk anymore. People say Europeans <laughs> Europeans are thin, Americans are fat. But there are plenty of quote-unquote overweight and obese people in Europe. Because they're eating American food. Well, whatever. But the point <laughs> is, is like, is like this, the, these statements are so meaningless. How do you make a bold statement if you can't? exaggerate a little bit well my point is 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 that you know it it hurts people one it Mm -hmm. potentially hurts people when we say these statements two it's not accurate in my mind and it and it and also it perpetuates these ideas that are simplistic and not real it's like saying black people are dumb did you know that in when when we give iq tests black people score 10 points lower than white people do 10 points is significant so, you know, like Forrest Gump was 70, average is 100. So 10 points is, is a lot of, right, of IQ. Right. Black people score 10, 15 points lesser than, than white people. Can we say that black people are not as smart as white people? Well, no, again, no, you take in the who that. makes the tests, what are the tests yeah, yeah, about. Well, all we can say is that on yeah, that specific yeah. type of test, the bell curve for blah, blah, blah is lower than... Right, 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 right. Because plenty of black people score higher, higher right. than, you know, are in the genius any, range. Yeah. So, but, so okay, even but, though the test is skewed against black people, culturally speaking. But industrialized countries pollute more than, than developing nations. More. These are, well, right. So that's kind of a different statement. But to say that industrialized countries pollute it, while other countries do not. Do you but, know what I mean? Right. But we're not saying that, right? But, but doesn't that dilute the, the, the thing you might be trying to say, which is like, man, we, it's our responsibility. We're polluting more for sure. But, we're more responsible for the pollution. But you can't take yeah. a side of anything anymore. When you were younger, like let's say when you were really young, oh, are we going back to you? Uh, you were able to. When I was young, when you were able to. No, and just we in general, just say, no, 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 just as a youth, like as as a young, innocent, ignorant kid, you were able to sit there and argue with your friend about who the best basketball player was, and argue, 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 and fight, and you can't do that, and now. then walk away. Now you actually can't argue anything anymore because there's an there's a right answer for everything michael jordan's bell curve is only slightly <laughs> to the right no I mean, maybe i'm not saying that but it, even in movie whatever it is it was there was a point where you were able to say i think this you have and a, your friend would say you have i the, think he has, that. The, he has the weirdest <laughs> version of like today versus basically everything you say from now on where you say stuff like that i'm just going to interpret it as someone pissed you off recently in this way and so now everyone's this way no the, the way i Looked you, at so it you, recently, it, you must have been having an argument. No, with the, recently I was looking at uh, Facebook and I saw a friend of mine who used to, who him and I, every time we played basketball together, it was a fight. Like literally, that was a foul. No, that wasn't a foul. One of us would fight. Two people had to spread us out, and then like <laughs> two days later, we'd kiss and make up. Right now, I'll if I ever go back on a basketball court or if I'm playing anything competitive. I, I never it's never like an argument to the death like I'm just like yeah you won or I won or whatever let's move on because I'm older because I don't care right but when I was younger I really cared about that foul call so much so I was willing to cancel a whole whatever and now it's like now I think we have like you know we're able to just uh, like okay so this is a big coincidence fascinating not only were things more a little impulsive and irrational for yeah. you when you were younger yeah. but you were also young yeah weird weird isn't it <laughs> but what i mean is maybe but there's people out there 
that still act in that way. The younger that people. Still, no, older people. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and what I'm saying is like, you go back to the church, you go back to people saying men are better than women. They will argue that angrily. So they will take a side and they will, whereas I go, there's never a right answer. When, I agree yeah. half of what you say, I agree half of what you say. And eventually there's a, there's a truth, like you said to your friend, you guys came back and you said, what can we agree on? Right. But someone who believes that gay people are against God or whatever, or women are better than men and men are better than women, there's no agreeing point. But I'll say this, and here's why it's so important for it to not go unchecked. So I think in the end, I fully support your checkedness. You see this post just the other day on Facebook. There's some idiot proving through biblical verse that Jesus predicted that Barack Obama was the Antichrist. And therefore, that sounds a lot like Barack Obama. And ever, and like 13,000 likes. And this one extended family relative of mine included. <laughs> That's why I saw the stupid thing. And I'm sitting there like they're saying our president. And, and of course, why? Because he's black, because he's dark skinned. That's that's why. You know, someone you know? we I, there was some post about torture, and uh, I had posted it and said you know something about it. And some guy I know who was a soldier messaged me, you know, and said like he really disagreed with me about what I said, and like we had a discussion about it. And I'm like, you're a soldier, you know more about warfare than I do. But I really, you know, I feel very strongly about. A lot of things with, I mean, it's torture, you know, and I think that we tend to devalue the lives of people who happen to have been born in Iraq or wherever. I, I still think it's weird that we report war statistics like how many of us died and how many of them died, you know, even when it's civilians. Yeah. A friend of mine out in Georgia, uh, we met in a different situation and then and then we friended each other on Facebook and that friend started posting total right wing stuff and started saying like started posting stuff about Muslims and Christians and and just like like for example uh Tim Tebow at the time you know was super Christian whatever there was this meme that said uh Tim Tebow loves his religion and he's scrutinized about it and he can't talk about it but this guy and it points like to a Muslim terrorist we can't talk about his religion because he will be uh, uh, like discriminated against, right? So he posted that on Facebook. So, and again, I'm not religious, but uh, when I was born, we were born Muslim. So, what I just wrote it the on his comment. I go weird um, because all I hear about are how proud people are that that Tim Tebow wears his religion on his sleeve and he loves religion and God and blah, blah, blah. And I never really hear anything in the news that says, let's not say that they're Muslim because it, it might offend Muslims because I don't think we do anything to not offend Muslims. So what do you mean by that? And his response was, oh, dude, I have no idea how this got on my page. My, my oh. Facebook must be hacked. Oh. So then, <laughs> what? so then he deletes it. Wow. And then three weeks later, something almost identical pops up and I go, looks like you're hacked again. <laughs> <laughs> and then what did I do? Because, because I just got tired of it. I blocked, like I just, Got yeah. rid of them. Right, so so this is great because as as a as a Muslim, uh, you know, 
do you identify as Muslim? I don't know. I represent all Muslims. No, I'm you don't. But I do not at all. Well, let me ask you. When it, along these lines, yes. you must you must re, you must hear stuff like this all the time. All the time. And so, how do you react? I get frustrated. I get well, so so. There's what, certain we, what, what do you say? So there's certain ways. So so we can be sitting here, and, and Umberto can look at me and joke and say you're you're a terrorist. Right, and I can joke back and go, "You're Mexican," and ha ha ha, and we can joke, and that's fine. Right? Where I get angry hey, is, can I be included in your in your racist? We're not pa- talking about around? Japs right now. <laughs> is that better? You you feel like <laughs> a part I of the team? I prefer gook, but that's okay. okay. Oh, so, <laughs> and then the white person gets uncomfortable. No, I'm just kidding. She's like, I can't actually, say technically, anything. I'm a zipperhead, but that's alright. Zipperhead. Oh. Yeah. I've never heard that one before. Or I think it's zip. My Zip. friend has half a Japanese flag tattooed on her arm because she's half Japanese. Oh, yeah. so you should get that That's one going. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, so I do. There are times where I get really angry, but but there are times where I'm like, if I want to get angry at every single person that says something, then I'm always going to be the angry person. Well, what do you say though? When, I, when? Sometimes I just don't say anything. I have but a coworker. When you say good. something, what I do you have say? a coworker who's. Who whose brother died in 9-11, okay? And that's a sensitive subject. But we also joke around. And he jokes around that I'm terrorist and I joke around that he's a dumb white guy. But then there are moments where something happens in the news and he says something like, let them kill themselves over there rather than bring it over here. I know that's coming from a place of hurt. So for me to go and try to educate him, first of all, I've never been hurt to that level. But but I just I don't feel like like I just I let him deal with that. I like that because it has empathy. You know, when people say things that are racist or sexist or bigoted in some way, it might be coming from a place of hurt. Right. It might often be coming from a place of fear and and of pain. So that coworker of yours might have said that, but maybe because all her life she's been told that she was never good enough. Right. And and then now there's some theory that shows that women are better leaders. So at any opportunity she wants to put that out there because because she never used to be able to. Right. And it's I mean if we look at it and that's why sometimes I'm okay with generalizing and I know you and I have ever had conversations and I generalize and you you do the no you can't say that. And the reason why I like it is because sometimes it's okay to have these generalized conversations and argue them and then break out why you're actually angry at it or why you actually said that. Well, I I would say that the bell curve of having these conversations is slightly to the right. Paulette, you're our token white person and the token token woman. So as a woman and as a white person, particularly as a white person, I'm guessing you might similarly run into... I know that you're you're a liberated, enlightened white person. There are a lot of statements about white people. White people are racist. They're Republicans. They don't vote for Obama. You've said a few of them yourself. They've yeah. never been bigoted against. We've never had bad things happen, I mean, blah, blah, blah. No, that's not true. Like, oh, it's just so, it's so complicated. And actually, last night, I sat with a friend that I, someone I really trust. And we talked about race for like maybe two hours. And we had gone to this, um, actually, it was my first slam poetry thing and I had to be a judge actually and it was very I was feeling very Seattle everyone talking like this you know with lots of 
punctuation. I want to go to it. It sounded like stereotypical slam poetry. Guess what? It was damn good. People gave me goosebumps multiple times. It was so good. And I was like, this is totally awesome. It's so Seattle cliche. Like what you would be like, what would I do if I lived in Seattle? I'd go to a slam poetry, you know? Um, And one guy had, had gone up there and he was an Asian guy and he, in the middle of his slam poetry, was talking about how hard it is to be Asian in America. And he said like, um, like Japanese, Chinese, and he's like, you know, pulling the corners of his eyes and then like something knees, look at these, or you like pull boobs. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh, I know that rhyme. Like it just was like, oh yeah, that was a part of my childhood where I knew one Filipino girl in my school. But it's hard when you say to someone, and I think right now it's so hard for, it's essential for white people to get in the conversation about race mostly yes. as listeners, but it feels so impossible so many times when a white person tries to talk about it and everyone just says, like, that's fucking racist. And it's like... What is that supposed to mean? It's like, of course, the things that white people are going to say are going to be racist because we were raised out of the culture that was wielding the whips in slavery. Those were probably my ancestors. So their culture has crept down into my life And I think that white people are probably mostly racist and need to try to improve themselves. And I'm not saying that I'm not racist because I keep the more I get to know people of other races and other cultures. I'm like, oh, like all these things snap into place like, oh, shit, I've been racist in this, this and this way. So it's about continuously improving, which needs to start with conversation. Right. I like it. Conversation and being nice to each other. What do you say when someone says like, well, or do you have an impulse to say something when people say, well, white people are racist or white people are... Don't understand. Yeah, people when white, I was living in South America, people said, oh, you're American. You hate black people, right? And I was like, we have a black president right now, you know, but I'm like... I have four black friends. <laughs> Did you say anything? Did you say anything? Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I said, I, I was like, we have a black president. Like, we voted a black president, you know, and... But- isn't that not satisfying? Because they have a belief that doesn't seem doesn't seem to be shot down by that point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but also Did they it's walk like, away going, "Oh, I well, see no. your point." But it's also, actually, if you just if you just read the history of America and we're like, "Hey, white people are kind of fucked up," I'd be like, "Oh yeah, like it's been not good." But to look right at you and say you're American, yeah. you hate black people. That it, it, I, and I the re- word that often is used is reverse racism which has its own horrible connotation to it but but it but to me it's a it's a different form of prejudice so we say a different form of discrimination they're looking at you and they're saying my stereotype of americans and white people in america is that they hate black people you're white and you're from america you must hate black people and and prove us wrong and these are the sort of things that i want to highlight because there are certain things that we very easily react against, you know, like, well, black people are criminals. Most people have uh, have something chambered right away that they can shoot. But white people are racist. You know, it's like, uh, what do I say to that? You know, because it's kind of true. And I don't want to come across like I'm defending white people. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's like... um White people have historically acted very racist, but generalizations about any culture is what got us here in the first place. But white people were mostly perpetuating that, you know. So it's this like weird thing. Right. So when so On when someone says curve. when someone says you know men are not as good leaders, and I would you know I would say 
yeah, I agree because men come from a place of privilege in general, and therefore that's going to harm their ability to lead effectively. And so, but so it's like if I defend men as leaders, it's it's just it's a total mind screw because yeah, because I, I want to say it sounds a little prejudicial to me, but I'm essentially defending the people in power, yeah, w- which is which will come across to some people as if I'm defending the people in power. You know, by the way, the the power is the key word because the the it seems to me like every race is racist. Like oh, every yeah. everyone is racist. Period. My like, most racist friends were not white. Yeah, absolutely. And and like the 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 fact is like if you put any power around a group of homo- homogeneous homogeneous people, they will be racist and bigoted towards the minority. In history, I'm talking about in history. Now nowadays we're getting better, as I was saying in another podcast. But uh, but because there was a power differential in in most of our conversations in this country, it is about well, you know, black were slaves and white would in other countries it's like well the Khmer Rouge was this and that you know like there's other yeah. uh, in 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 Colombia it was like the the Hispanic so it was like and granted there were lots of black slaves also in Latin America uh but you know what to your point Ahmed like most of the people I grew up with that were Hispanic were I don't know if they still are very racist towards yeah. blacks. Yeah, and so it's and, not just a white. We, thing. And we, I mean, we grew up in that same same idea, but we don't feel the same. Um, I don't know guilt that white people feel because maybe we didn't. You know, it wasn't as exposed of the racism, and it was whatever else it is. So I always find it funny because I can have friends who are not black use the n word in a non derogatory these are not not white people either these are non-white people non-white non-black non-black but with black friends like you know whatever but if a white friend ever said it it's like all of a sudden it's like the music went and you look over like so you go to a rap concert now and like you know one of one of the cool like one of the cool things they do is you know they go all right all the white people this song is the time where you're able to say you know this word and it'll all be okay for the next three minutes. And then you look around and you see all the young white kids who say it in behind closed doors. And they're just going crazy because they're like, I can find like it's I've got three minutes of freedom because it's not it's not racist. If you know, it's not they're not saying, oh, look at you, you whatever, or I hate you, you whatever. But it, but it's always wrong. Why is it wrong? And I get it why it's wrong if a white person, why anyone says it. I get it. But what I mean is it's always uh, there's an exclamation point next to it or, or an asterisk. When a white person says it, you're like, oh, racist. Right. But, if a, but if a Mexican guy says blah, 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 it's like, oh, well, he's kind of brown, so he can say whatever he wants. It's not racist. Oh, God. I, my friend had a funny story. I had a friend come, and he was Iraqi. And um, he came to America and was learning English. And he would, as a kind of just nice brotherly gesture – call my friend the n-word because he'd been learning right. english by studying rap of course <laughs> and, what's up my and nigger? it was just so funny to just have have the history of the word completely stripped away yeah. and have someone relearn what this word means and did you tell him did my you? friend was like you can't say that word and he's like why like i heard in the songs and orientals are rugs and it's um yeah so we had to explain that to him did he understand uh no 
not not entirely. He was a little confused by it, but it's like it's like yeah, it's like the history. And when I like lived in South America, some people said someone said like I was working, I was working so hard, I was working, and the word they used was negro, which is just the word for black. And I was like, what? And she's like, I said I was working so hard, and I was like, oh my god, they don't have in Paraguay, they don't have any of the history of no. slavery, and you're just like, well, they do. Oh my god, I, I don't use, think they have black slaves in uh, Paraguay. Oh, they do. Yeah. yeah, all of Latin America. In, all yeah. really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought it was just in Brazil and more on the North Shore. All of all through America, all Canada. Through yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you, and do you know that the worst, the lowest uh, social class was in fact not black, but black. The children that were from black and natives, they were the lowest. Because they were mongrels. Yeah, know, basically, sure. like, you just had this stratification, and it was really So let me, let me close with a few other statements uh, that, that I came up with that I want your feedback on. Okay, so statement, you know, I said, men are taller than women, you know. Uh, women are better leaders than men. Okay. Frat boys rape women. Oh, wow. Yipes. What All do you think about time. that one? Well... That's obviously like uh, it, I think there's a frat mob mob mentality that leads to more rapes and fraternities than in your average guy house. Okay, uh, I and not being from a frat or whatever, I had a buddy of mine uh, sitting in a, a coworker uh, sitting in a car, and we were driving three of us. One of them, the guy who was in the back, was the guy who was in a frat before. And the reason why I say this is we were driving past. We we're in Vegas. We we're driving up to a meeting, and there was a girl, tears in her eye, sitting on the on the ground, like looked like last night's outfit on, crying on the phone. And I said, "Oh, looks like she got let down, or isn't like enjoying the walk of shame, or whatever." Right. Another buddy of mine said, "She looks like she needs some consoling." And then the guy in the back goes, "Looks like she just got raped." And like all of a sudden it was like, like what? And he goes, I was just joking. And I was like, how do you consider that even a joke? And he was like, we used to always joke like that in the frats. Right. What do you think about that, Paulet? Um, I think that anytime that there is a lack of a certain population in any, you know, we're talking about a lot of different things here. And that's a pattern I see when there's no women in a place that women can become kind of the joke when there's no minorities in a town. Minorities can be a joke, you know, and it's God, I don't know. It's really hard because we're so out of that culture. I mean, there when I talk about a lack of empathy, good God for the passed out girl that's being dragged from party to party, molested and raped and taken pictures of. And you're just like, good God, like what in the hell? You know, what? Oh, it's just, it makes me sick. And but I, still, it's not all frats. It's not all frat no. boys. Yeah. It's not all parties. No. And I, I, like, I was interviewing one of my friends the other day, and he's like the sweetest, nicest guy in the world. And he was joking about how he used to be in a frat, you know? And so it's, um, I should, don't know. Should, Ugh. if a statement is said, should your friend defend frats? Hmm. If you if he heard a statement, well, everyone knows that frat boys rape women. Yeah, I mean that's definitely a label, and he can say, "Well, I was in a fraternity, and you know, I'm definitely against that." So we, I think, we judge based on who's doing the defending. Again, I think if you made a a, a definite point to say men are also good leaders, you're a man, you're in a position of power, and you're arguing against a woman. I think 
all your arguments, valid points or not, would get negated based on all those factors. Right. So, and, and who will defend frat guys? Right. No so, one will defend frat guys because most exactly. people, you know, I don't know. Whatever Some dude like. who's like, I'm not in a frat, but I think they're all swell. Because I think people. frat is like the culmination. We think it's the culmination of being white, rich, and attractive. Right. So and, you're and, the ultimate okay. person that doesn't need to be offended. Or a and a man. Of, uh, yeah. And though, okay, so, so there we go. So a white, rich male American deserves or somehow doesn't deserve to be defended. Right. I mean, I think that that is a reason that people would think that frap guys are the last people but that I need don't to know. be defended. But so, or, so I saw... Yeah, but then, what do you think? Do you think they... I mean, no, I, you know... Do they deserve, do they deserve p- us defending them? Yeah, I mean, if they're a good guy, I don't... There's something that I really just don't like about that whole system. It seems my friends and I were very not in that group sure, in college. But if, if if a guy... We're in a room and a frat guy walks in... If someone's like, in, you're in a frat, you must be a rapist. That well, is not okay. Or something okay. even slighter, smaller than that. Like, like we have a frat oh, guy sitting frat in the room. Guy. And yeah. then and then someone else says, well, you know... F- and, you know and, and, and someone else doesn't know he's in a frat. Yeah. And someone says, well, you know, frat, frat guys, they rape people. Would you defend him? Yeah, that's a label... I mean, I don't, it's not something that I would feel so strongly about. I might be like, oh, it's, that's weird or that's not okay. But, but I might let that one slide because I'm not like the oppressed frat guy of America. So, so, so here's, here's my thing is I'm, is that for whatever reason, and I, I think I was sort of born this way, that when there's an injustice against anybody, I get angry. Yeah. Uh, when there's a, when there's an injustice against a white person, I get angry. When there's an injustice against a police officer, I get angry. I will go on the record and say that I did not vote for George Bush. But when I saw George Bush being attacked at a personal level, m- people making him look like a monkey, mm-hmm. I was angry. It hurt my feelings to see someone, another human being, being attacked. You know, uh, debate his policies, attack him. You know, on his policies and his decisions, by all means. But to personally Personally attack a, another human being, especially one with like a, a twenty IQ or something. Like. But that's okay. So now you can't go and do the same thing about Obama. Yes, I know they create him as evil or whatever, but you can't make a cartoon of him being a monkey, right? Because then you're being racist. Oh, I've but, received that but, in the in email. I've received. Oh, that I'm sure. But, but I'm sure not, you. But it's not. But it's not, some, but it's not as okay as making right. fun of George Bush. Ha ha! Look at this. Monkey I was in cartoon. a. I was in a Port Townsend coffee shop, and there was a George Bush monkey just on the window. Do you know? Well, because I mean? George Bush is a monkey is just like George Bush is an idiot. But, Obama is a monkey is black people are monkeys, and that's but, but so that again so but but. But you could be saying you could be saying Obama's a monkey because he's an idiot too. But you're not. What? But you're not. But you're not. But you're not. But so what I'm saying is is that you know we we look at it as two different things. So I saw this video and I just want to just ask you this. It's the same idea. Is that this video of uh, a white woman at a gas station who was who was nervous to go to her car because there was a bunch of black youth standing around and all in one type of color. So maybe a part of a gang. And this other black guy walked the white woman to her car and then said something to the boys like stop being so threatening or whatever and blah 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 all of a sudden like 40 guys just attack this dude he ran to go into his car there was a kid in the car a baby they swung in the car they did whatever and they rode off then they interviewed so the news got a hold of the guy the guy's like well i'm bruised on my body but i was more afraid of my you know of my kid and all this stuff and and then and then again what i'm what I'm saying, what I want to get to is again, he's a black guy who got attacked by black people. If he was a white guy who got attacked by black people, we'd be saying a whole different thing right now, or vice versa, 
a, a black guy who got attacked by a bunch of white people. So I always think that it's, it's, it's always based on it's, it's relative. Who are you defending and why are you defending them? Whereas Kirk's saying it should be based on humanity. It shouldn't be based on the color or not the color. But we go based on the color. Those two cops that got killed, we stopped talking about them because they weren't minority because blah, 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 blah. The, this black guy who got jumped by a bunch of black guys, we're not going to talk about him because it's not a story to be passionate about because it's not one minority against the majority. And I think that's where we need to change. So let me ask you another one, one last one. Republicans are racist. Tough. What do you think of that? <laughs> what do you think of that statement? I, I think that I would say something like some... But some, have you heard that statement before? Oh, uh, sure. Uh, is that not the narrative? Uh, yeah, I think that that is a narrative, yeah. Amer- I mean, the left yeah. definitely sees the right as racist. Yeah. And if you're yeah. of color of the right, they kind of look at you like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Why are you with are the racist? You, yeah, totally. Why are you no, no, a but, racist but, you know, black it's, person it's just because, against black because people? Because the, they look at the, the policies that are passed and the majority of the votes that happen. And based on that, it's like, well, it's, it, 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 they're certainly not in, in, in support of the minority. So, you know, now, like, again, it's some percentage. But it's a large percentage of the of the of the ones that represent the party, anyways. Are Democrats racist? Uh, some percentage, yeah. So maybe a bell curve, yeah. So the bell curve of racists is Republicans are slightly to the right, and and Democrats are. But to the this left. is and this is where I start getting a little worried. Is that then we do the media thing, which is therefore it's all just a little gray zone. No one's right. No one's wrong. Everyone's a little racist, so there's no problem. Yeah. Is that what the media does? Yeah. That's well, what the no media does. Like well, that, they what, try to do it, but yeah. but the but the point is 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 when we say Republicans are racist and liberals are not, not only is that not accurate, but it denies an opportunity for us to have a conversation about mm-hmm. liberals being being racist one and about some Republicans that are absolutely not racist. I think I think what about the statement like, you know, most Republican policies are are uh, against minorities or something like that. Right. Uh, right. And, and 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 some Republicans don't like those policies, and they're Republicans because of fiscal responsibility or something. You know. So fiscally Republican. Right. Can you imagine a liberal being racist? Of course. Yeah. Right. And so, but there's these narratives that it's just like, well, lefts. You know. And and I just think that we should have better language about this. And I'm going to try to do it. So can you guys catch me if I say women are this and men are, when I do tougher bluffs, you know, try try I, I should word it more. Well, I will too much pressure. I, some percentage of the time I will catch you. Good. Because <laughs> you know, and and I'll tell Others, you this. I'll let you fall to a miserable. <laughs> One of the reasons why that that we do men are this, women are that, white people are this, black people are that, rich people are this, poor people are that is because I re- I've realized over the years of doing tougher bluffs that when I say men are this, women are that, that will get a conversation going. But if I say women are 51%, men are 49%, no conversation gets started. Do you know what I'm saying? When I when I present to you guys and other people a tougher bluff that says men are this and women are that, it'll get people's people will start talking. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because men if you say are like that. One percent, you're you're basically saying some are and some aren't. Right. Well, but but, to, but when but I say we, but when I because a lot of people yeah. when I do that a lot of people are like oh yeah I'm a man uh yeah I can relate to that I'm kind 
kind of that way. And yeah, women are kind of like this other thing. I'll say I, tough. Well, well so, we use percentages a lot too. I guess I'm saying like I agree with your general sentiment, but I wouldn't be too hard on it because like oftentimes it's presented with the with the percentage like and and oftentimes what we're surprised about is like 17 i thought it'd be like 70 or 30 or 50 if you listen a lot of times i go men are this and women are that but anyway so i thank you all for giving me uh some some things to think about and here here's what i think that i want to try to do and try to strive to do is what you guys are telling me to do which is to say things like huh that's interesting i could agree with this point could I see that the study you're talking about? I'm, I'm interested in hearing more. Or another person said, well, when you say that, what do you mean by that? You know, I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm, I'm a little confused as, as to what you mean by that. Let's, let's have a conversation. Or That's totally ins- not what we said by in, that. <laughs> instead, instead of pointy, fingery in face and just immediately, someone else said something like, well, tell, you know, tell me more of what you're saying there. I'm, I'm, hin- mm-hmm. I'm interested in hearing more. Let's, let's talk about it for a second. Start from the points of agreement and then see where you can. I just have this, I just have this reactivity is the problem. And when someone says something against gay people or black people or against any group of people, I just, I just, I just want to attack Which it. is a good thing. It's a good passion to have. Right. Well, and then there's there's bounds of reason. What if the statement is like, I just can't wait to lynch me a Mexican, you know? Like, what, do you really only be like, oh, tell me more about that? <laughs> right. So you know, that's not usually what you they... enjoy lynching. That's well, not the level Mexicans. of racism that we normally encounter today. But another layer to this is that often I'm in a position of power and therefore can easily just slam someone. You know, I can easily just shut them down because I'm in power. Because so, you're white. Yeah. So, <laughs> white so I need to, I just, I just really, so thank you very much for that. That does it for another episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us out there. Email all your hate email, because I'm sure this will cause a lot of heated comments, to contact at psychologyinseattle.com. Please go to the website and donate. It's been a while since anyone's donated. You can also like us on Facebook, because if you like us on Facebook, then you'll be able to play our Tougher Bluff game that's played every Tuesday. We call it Tuesday Tougher Bluff Day. And you can also review us on iTunes, because that also helps our popularity. And you, know, you can also tell your friends about the podcast, because that, that always helps. All right. Well, that does it for another episode. Thanks for joining us. And please take care of yourself, because you deserve it. Goodbye. Adios. Adios.